0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where EarnIn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. When you download the Earnin app, type in clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's clutter under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 38. I am so excited for today's episode and can hardly believe I have not talked about it yet on the show. I'm diving into my quick decluttering method to help you conquer your clutter once and for all. Honestly, I've tried a bunch of different decluttering methods, and this combines the best of what works and leaves out the things that don't. Hey there, wannabe minimalist friends. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of LittleGreenbell.com and the Wannabe Minimalist podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing my quick decluttering method with you. All it takes is five simple steps to turn your home into the one you have been dreaming about. I've tried the most popular methods of decluttering, and maybe some fringe ones too. That's what led me to creating the quick decluttering method. Quick decluttering combines the best strategies from KonMari, The Cozy Minimalist, Swedish Death Cleaning, and just good old-fashioned functional decluttering, and it breaks them down into easy, bite-sized steps that can work for anyone, even if you're a mom at home with two little kids underfoot all day. I'll walk you through the exact five steps, and of course, it is an acronym, so it'll be easy to remember. My favorite part is that you can use the quick decluttering method on one room at a time or your whole house. This can be adjusted to get through all of your stuff in a weekend, or you can be more methodical and do it little by little. I generally gravitate toward that second part, but I know some of you are just fed up and want to get this done as quickly as possible. See what I did there? And don't worry, I created a free download because if you're like me, you finally get a minute to listen to podcasts when you're cooking or running errands, and there's no way you can remember all of this with everything else that you have going on. So follow along with this podcast and then download the free guide and come back when you're ready to put the steps into practice, and I'll be right by your side as you do it. All right, before we get to the details of the five steps, make sure you grab the show notes for today's episode and the free quick decluttering workbook at littlegreenbow.com 38. Once again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 38. Now let's get to work. First, let's look at why quick decluttering works and how it differs from the other popular decluttering methods. The quick decluttering method works because it keeps you focused on the task and does not overwhelm you. Like KonMari, you will go through everything you own, but you'll not drag everything out of your closets and force yourself to face a giant pile of stuff. Look, I have tried that in the past and it sucks for a couple reasons. The first is that it makes you feel pretty bad. I know that Marie Kondo is trying to shock people into realizing just how much stuff they have. But I think deep down, most of us know that we have too much stuff. It's overflowing out of our closets and piled up in corners, for goodness sake. You don't need it taking over your bed too. And you certainly do not need any more fuel for the negative emotions you already feel about your home and your stuff. The quick method has you sort items as you take them out of your spaces, so the task is not overwhelming. It eliminates a step, making it faster, and lets you see progress right away. I love positive feedback, so this method works so much better for me. The second reason the quick method works is that it takes the underlying question about your stuff from Swedish death cleaning, like how you want to be remembered and what you want your stuff to say about you, but it gives the decluttering process more appropriate deadlines. I mean, none of us want to think about dying, but we can use those principles to think about how we want to live our lives. And the third reason I love the quick decluttering method is that it gives you a plan that works for each space. Now, for me, this is most like the cozy minimalist method. With cozy minimalism, you remove all of the items from your space, furniture included, and you only put back the items that make the room feel cozy. Now, there are lots of design elements that go into that method, and there are really good points to each of them. However, instead of taking everything out of a room... I mean, really, not many of us have time or energy for that with everybody home all the time and with little ones to take care of. The quick decluttering method establishes the tone, the purpose, and the emotions you want to feel in each of your room. And with those set, the decluttering process becomes much easier and you get very similar results without having to do all of that upfront work. And finally, quick decluttering works because it can be customized by whoever is doing it. Just like with functional decluttering, you are in the driver's seat and you are in charge of the process. Okay, this sounds great and all, but what are the exact steps to follow with quick decluttering? As I said, there are just five, but they are very powerful when you follow them in order. And that's the real secret. It totally matters which step you start with. So quick stands for Q, question the purpose. U, uncover what you have, I, Into the Piles It All Goes, C, Curate Your Favorites, and K, Keep the Clutter Away. Now don't forget you can get the show notes for today's episode along with that free quick decluttering workbook at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 38. Okay, so let's look at each step. Step one, Q, Question the Purpose. Now this is the most important step. I cannot reiterate that em- enough. A lot of people have skipped this step in other methods or when they're just going through their home on their own the first time. But that is a problem because this step lays the foundation for each space in your home and makes everything function like a well-oiled machine. It customizes your home to you and your family and it gives you that awe oh, feeling. that just that feeling of breath of fresh air that you have been after. Okay, so please, please, please do not skip this step. The best way to start is by examining the purpose of each of your rooms instead of looking at your home as one entire space. Now this breaks the task down. It makes it much easier for you. And then when each space has a purpose or a task or activity that takes place there, you'll also be able to make quicker decisions about the items you need or want to keep in each space or room. Okay, so we're going to look at a couple examples here, um, and we're going to start in your kitchen. Now, the purpose of your kitchen is to cook and store food. Now, you might also use the space to gather as a family at the end of the day, or to create art masterpieces and science experiments with your children throughout the day. It is a multi-use space. There is no doubt about it. But we can all agree that this is not where we sleep at night, so we would never store our pillows or our blankets or our bed in the kitchen. Of course, maybe if we're college students right, coming right out of college and we have a studio, it's different. But for most of us, that is not our scenario anymore. Now, on the flip side, you would never put your utensil holder on your nightstand because that is not the most convenient place to grab a fork when it is time for dinner. Now, I know that this is a an, an totally absurd example, but it does help to make the point that each room has a purpose, and the quick decluttering method helps you determine this purpose so that you can be very clear about the items that you need in each room. So giving each room a purpose is going to help you figure out what items you want to have in each space. It makes it easier to see what items no longer fit with the purpose of that room. And possibly the best part and my favorite part is that you know where to find things going forward when this whole decluttering process is complete. So it keeps you on task going forward and just makes your life so much easier. Okay, now this first step, it actually has a part two. So if you are looking to take it up a level and not just clear out your home, but really love being in it as well, and isn't that something we all want to actually enjoy living in our homes? Well, the good news is that it's pretty easy and you can tie it right into this first step. All you need to do is come up with three emotions that you want to feel when you are in each room of your home. For example... The emotions in your bedroom might be relaxing, sexy, and calm. Your kids' room might be fun, vibrant, and playful. Have fun with this. This is your home. This is your space. Make it personal to you and your family and watch your home come to life. I promise this works. It sounds super simple, but sometimes the easiest and most simple things have the biggest impact, and this is one of those things. But my favorite part about attaching emotions to each room is that the decluttering process gets so, so, so much easier. All of a sudden, you look at that extra single chair that you have stored in your bedroom and you think, hmm, it might be relaxing, but I never spend time sitting in here in that chair. And honestly, it's become the laundry stand. It's not sexy or relaxing. It definitely doesn't make me feel calm. And so then now can you see how asking each, you know, if this thing invokes the emotion that you want to feel in the space makes it so much easier to make a decision about what to keep instead of trying to figure out if something is useful. Like, of course, that chair might be useful in your room and you might like the look of it and it might feel fun. But if it doesn't fit with the emotions that you want in that room, now you can just let go of it so much easier. Okay. Okay. It's a pretty simple step, but it really is one that often gets overlooked. So if you can start by questioning the purpose of each room and list out the emotions you want to feel when you're there, it will make the actual decluttering process faster, easier, less stressful, and just something that we actually look forward to because I think we can finally see the result that we want instead of just getting rid of our things. It makes it purposeful and really comes back to why we need to question our purpose for the space. So that's step one, Q, question the purpose. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair, and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's activeskinrepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order.
1: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.
0: Step two, the you, is to uncover what you have. And this step is the closest to the Konmari method. But instead of pulling everything out, I just want you to go through every nook and cranny in the room and make a note of what you have. The Quick Declutter Method workbook has a worksheet to help with this, so don't forget to pick that up that free copy on my website. And it's totally free and it'll really help you with this process. So just go ahead and do it, all right? Now, for many of us, we just forget that what we have tucked away in each space. And this is what makes us run into all that trouble and why the clutter and the stress starts piling up. We don't even know what we have. Think about it this way. Maybe you've stored your tools in several different places in your home. I have been guilty of this in the past. Some were in the entry closet, the bigger ones were out in the garage, and then maybe you had a few screws and screwdrivers in your junk drawer so that you could get them quickly and easily. Or maybe you have some kid toys in the living room and you have some stored in their bedroom and then during this process as you're looking around in those nooks and crannies or just even by the side of your bed, you realize that you have some toys in your bedroom. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Having kid toys in my bedroom are not the emotions that I want to invoke in the space, so you can see why this could be a problem. But, you know, if you think about it, it's no wonder that you have a hard time finding what you need when you need it. It's hard enough to keep track of where things are when there's only one place to find them. But most of us have things scattered in lots of different places. There are some items here, there are some items there, and instead of being in just one location for you to remember, your head gets cluttered about having to keep them in different compartments and wonder where, okay, well, these little things are there and the big things are here and this is there and that is there, and it just gets confusing and overwhelming. And honestly, we just need to be real with ourselves and be okay with the reality that is there is just too much going on in our lives. It is okay to simplify and give each of our things one place to belong. When our things do not have a place to belong, they are haphazardly placed around our home. That's how I used to do it and how it still happens sometimes when life is super hectic. We'll get to giving things a place to go in step four, but before we can create order, we need to know what we have. So in this step, look through your room and uncover what you have stored and and the things you keep in each of these rooms. Now, this step does not take that much time. And after you've done a room or two, you may start to combine this with step three. But as you start, I recommend completing this process for one room at a time. For example, if you're decluttering your bedroom and find things that belong in the office, make a pile and take those items to the office, the room they belong in. You can declutter those things once you get to that room. In this case, it's the office. So this will keep you on task and help you see all of the things that you own when you finally get to the office to declutter it, okay? Does that make sense? I hope so. I feel like I might have confused that more. But on the other hand, if you've already decluttered your bedroom and then later you find something in a different room that belongs in your bedroom, you'll need to give it a permanent home or just declutter it. Okay, so that's step number two, uncover what you have. Step number three, I, into the piles it all goes. Okay, first take a minute and just congratulate yourself. You are through the first two steps. You're almost halfway through. The third step in the quick decluttering method is where we start to see our progress. Now, I'm not going to lie, things get messy, but it is all part of the process. It's not like things are super neat right now anyway, and the payoff is completely worth it. So after you have snooped around your room, uncovered your belongings, and then taken some of the items to other rooms where they definitely belong, the third step is to sort each item left in your room and put it into one of three piles. Those three piles are, one, toss or recycle, two, keep, three, donate, and give. Now, I want you to resist the urge to keep things just in case. If you have not used something in over a year, the likelihood that you will need it in the future is very slim. And I have found that I can often substitute for a lot of things when necessary. I'm going to use an example that you're probably familiar with. It doesn't really have to do with our stuff. It's with consumables. But have you ever thought you were out of food and had to go grocery shopping? I mean, you just had to go. But your family was super desperate to eat something at that exact moment. You know, you probably dug around your pantry, you looked in your freezer, and magically you were able to whip something up with the items you had on hand. Right? It's kind of like that. Our brains can get really creative when we give them the opportunity. So another good rule of thumb, if you are struggling to declutter something, is to look at how much it would cost to replace it. If you absolutely needed it again and you couldn't come up with a creative solution for it, okay? Now, if you can replace something for less than $20, or let's even say $10 if money is really tight... And you're not sure if you'll need it again in the future, I promise it is okay to let it go because it's something that would be easy to replace. Now, from personal experience, I have been trying and trying to think of something, but I can't even think of something right now that I have had to replace when using this method. So obviously I'm going to recommend it because I'm not sitting over here guilt ridden over something I got rid of and I had to spend $20 to replace it. I can't even think of something. It has freed up that much space in my head. Okay, so now you might notice that I didn't include a sell pile in this list here. Now, that is one of the most common questions I get. Can't I make a lot of money if I sell my things? And the answer is you might be able to. But selling your things takes a lot of work. A lot of work. If you are not working and money is tight, Then, by all means, you have my permission to set up a Craigslist account, bundle clothes in good condition to sell them on eBay, and list your big ticket items. Absolutely. But if you are working full time, you have a family, and you still want to have a semblance of a life, my advice is to donate the items that you no longer want and use your precious time to do something fun instead. I promise it is not worth waiting around to coordinate a time for pickup with somebody on Craigslist. I'm speaking from experience here. So trust me, you are most likely to make a very, very low hourly rate when selling your things. And even if you go that sell route, I definitely would donate anything worth less than $10 or set a a number for you that makes sense. $10 is the absolute lowest I would go on selling something because it does take a lot of time and it's pretty stressful to sell your stuff and keep it all straight. So if you struggle to make a decision on an item, I want to give you a few questions that you can ask yourself to make a decision based on that piece. So the first is, do I actually use this item on a regular basis? Do I value this item or is there another reason I'm holding on to it? Is this item in usable condition or is it broken and worn beyond repair? Do I have duplicates of this item that I actually enjoy using more? Is there someone in my life who would love to have this item? Okay, so there are five questions you can ask yourself and they really are helpful if you cannot make a decision on something. Now, this third step, it's a big step, but I do not want you to get hung up here. I want you to put on some good music, I want you to set a timer, and I want you to make decisions as quickly as possible. As you get more practice, I promise this process gets so much easier. And you can always revisit a space later as you get better at decluttering. It is more important just to get through this first pass than it is to get it perfect. Okay, so promise me that you will just set your sights on getting through putting things in these three piles make that decision quickly, rip off the band-aid, get through it, and I promise the results are worth it. Okay, step four, C, curate your favorites. Now is when it starts to get fun. The fourth step of the quick decluttering method is to put the items from your keep pile Back into your room. Now, the secret here is to use the purpose for the room and the emotions you want to feel in the space from step one to determine which of your favorites get to stay here and those that need to find a home elsewhere. I am not telling you that you have to throw your favorite things away or get rid of them, but if they do not correspond to the emotions or the purpose of the room, they need to go where they do fit. Okay? For example, if you want your bedroom to feel relaxing, serene, and sexy, Maybe it is not the best place to keep your treadmill or if this is the only place in your home for your treadmill and you actually use it on a regular basis, consider how you can hide it or separate it from the rest of your space. Can you use curtains, a room divider, or rearrange the furniture so that the emotions you want to feel here shine through from the moment you open the door? Be honest with yourself and your family. This is your home and what stays in it should be decided on by the people who live there. Make sure you only display the things you love or that your family loves. It really doesn't matter if it fits with the latest trend as long as it makes the people in your home happy. You do not have to have an Instagram-worthy house for it to be filled with love. I promise. Now, remember that sometimes the most amazing decor is thanks to the story behind them, like behind the items that are in it. It's not because the pieces match or that they fit with the latest designs, it's that they are a reflection of you and the people that live there. Now, I also want to give you full permission right now to let go of anything in your home that brings you down, that makes you feel guilty that reminds you of something negative or that you just don't like. This is true even if the item was a gift.
2: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above,
1: wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders.
0: Okay, gifts can be difficult, but as long as you showed appreciation to the gift giver when you received it, you are under no obligation to keep that thing until you are six feet under the ground. You got it? I know that this can be a very hard one, so I want you to take a minute during your decluttering and appreciate the person and their thoughtfulness before you let the item go. And let it go so that it can bring joy to someone else. And I will never tell you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. So I want to give you a story about a very sentimental item from my life. And it's actually more from my husband's life. Now, he had this adorable child's rocking chair that his grandfather had made for him and his brother. Now, our daughter used it when she was little, but it was no longer in use and it was honestly just collecting dust in our garage. We listed it for free on our local Buy Nothing group on Facebook and the absolutely sweetest family came to pick it up. The mom that grabbed it left us the nicest thank you note. And the chair is being truly cherished by another family. She talked about how she absolutely loves these kinds of things that have these really good stories and that are handmade and that are just filled with so much love. And honestly, receiving that note feels amazing. My husband feels in a good place for being able to let it go and let it be cherished and we no longer look at that thing with guilt sitting in our garage. It was just sitting there and it didn't fit in our home and we felt bad every time we looked at it. And now it's being loved. So trust me, these things, once you let go of them and you get past that emotional attachment, it can be fabulous. And we have pictures of our daughter sitting in the chair. We have pictures of the chair, so we have a way to remember it um, beyond just gathering dust in our garage okay so once you've curated only your favorite things for each space you can start to give them a home and a place to belong now if you're new to putting things back to where they belong it can be really helpful to use labels in the beginning again story from my own life I really struggle with this like I struggled with it a lot in the beginning because I think I'm naturally messy or maybe it's just that I'm always so busy But instead of putting something where it belongs, I usually, I used to just put things on the first surface, like wherever I could just see them. Like if I put something in my bedroom, it would go on a desk or the nightstand or the dresser, you know, on the kitchen counter, dining table, things like that. So flat surfaces are a big problem for me. But having a label to know where each item goes makes it so much easier to remember where to put things. And that's true even if it's at the end of the day. Because sometimes that is when I get to put my things away. And honestly, just knowing where something goes is half the battle, right? So, as things settle, things start to settle into their new homes, your space will become cleaner, tidier, and neater. It gets much easier to put things away, and it just becomes a habit and second nature. But remember if something doesn't make the cut and it's not curated as one of your favorites or your family favorites, we're not tossing things. Um, that belong to our family members that we don't like. That's not what this is about. But if something doesn't make the cut, it is time to let it go. All right. And then, so that's step number four, curate your favorites. I love that step. It's really fun. And step number five is to keep the clutter away. You did it. Oh my gosh. At this point, if you've gone through the first four steps, your room is looking and feeling amazing. Now let's keep it that way and that's what we do with the final step in the quick declutter method. Now this step is to make sure that you never have to go back through those first four steps and it makes sure that the clutter doesn't come back into your home. And because trust me, there is absolutely nothing worse than decluttering your whole home only to find that it feels cluttered again a month or two or six months later. Trust me, I have been there and I've done it. But with this simple step, you will avoid the backslide and you can maintain your clutter-free home. Now, these clutter-resistant routines have worked so well for my family that I know that they will work for yours too. I've listed three out here, but if you're interested in diving more into those routines that we use on a daily basis, you can check out episode number 17. It's all about those routines that I use to simplify my everyday life as a mom. All right, but let's get back to keeping the clutter out of your home. So the first clutter-resistant routine is the 15-minute cleanup. So every evening, we've recently switched up our cleaning time to right after dinner, but before we get to eat dessert, we spend 15 minutes or less straining up our home as a family. Now we put away toys or craft supplies that are out. We clean up the kitchen from dinner, do the dishes. We put away any laundry that needs to be finished, and we take anything else that's out of place and put it back in its home. So this is when those labels really come in handy. And if I've just put something on the closest surface, this is when I put it away. I cannot tell you how much this has cut down on my guilt for not having the time to keep my home in complete order throughout the day. Now I get to enjoy all of life and all of those messes that we make while knowing that it will get sorted before bed and that I can wake up to a clean house in the morning. Now the second clutter resistant routine is the drop zone. Now this idea is to have a box or a basket on each floor or in the major areas of your home where you can easily put items that you no longer want. Now regularly go through your closet, your bookshelf, your utensil drawer, craft supplies, or anything else. And you can do this just as you're using them on a daily basis. And you can ask yourself or your kids if they still use or want these things. And if the answer is no, don't even question it. Just pop it right in the drop zone, and then when that box or bin is full, you just take it all to the donation center. Now, I regularly ask my daughter about every three or four months about her things, and we make sure that we go through it at least once a year at Christmas, um, and this way we you know, can just get through those things without it being this giant task that looms over us and just feels really yucky, right? So... One of the things we're about to do, though, is redecorate her room. So we're going to set up a desk for school because we're doing uh, virtual school for the whole year. We've committed to that. And we're going to redecorate it in unicorns and rainbows just so that it's a more fun space for her. And guys, I am seriously looking forward to showing you these results. Um, But getting that room to that level is going to take a big, you know, declutter of the toys she has probably. Eh, Maybe not big, I wouldn't say big, but we're going to rearrange and reorganize and declutter some of those toys that are maybe a little bit more babyish as we move into this kind of bigger kid, school-aged kid phase. And, but doing this a little at at a time, it makes this, if you can just make this stuff evaluation part of your routine, it never feels like that big dreaded chore, It's just part of the routine and it's easy peasy and you just look at things as you finish them or as you go through them and you can kind of say, oh, I don't actually use this or oh my gosh, I didn't notice I had two um, can openers or bottle openers or something and you can get rid of something or if a spatula's seen it's, you know, better days, you can get rid of it and get a new one. So that just makes it easier. It becomes part of your everyday process. And finally, the third clutter-resistant routine that I want to talk about today is the two-minute rule. And this is if any task can be, be completed in two minutes or less, go ahead and do it instead of putting it off until later. And this includes things like putting dishes in the dishwasher or emptying the dishwasher and putting them away, sorting the mail, and then completing that load of laundry that we all tend to forget about or not want to do. Um, If you skip doing these tasks, though, in the moment, they do start to add up and they become these big chores in your head. And before you know it, you're overwhelmed and you're stressed and it just doesn't add to how we want to feel when we're at home. So just take the few seconds to complete them. Two minutes is only 120 seconds so we can do it and just complete these tasks when we're in the moment. You will be surprised at how much you can get accomplished in just a few minutes. And even if it takes three, I mean, nobody's sitting there with a stopwatch timing you to see how long something takes, but it will get done and it will just be off your list. And by incorporating these super simple clutter resistant routines every day, your daily life will not change that much, but your home will remain clutter free and the big things in life will be so much easier. So let's go ahead and recap the quick decluttering method. Quick stands for Q, question the purpose. U, uncover what you have. I, into the piles it all goes. C, curate your favorites. And K, keep the clutter away. There are just five simple steps, but they are very powerful. And when you follow them in order, it really makes a difference. So these are the exact steps that I use when I declutter. And they have been developed from years of trying the most popular decluttering methods out there. So what do you think? Are you ready to give the quick decluttering method a try? Which room will you declutter first? I would love to hear about it and cheer you on. Come on over to my free wannabe minimalist group on Facebook, introduce yourself, and share your thoughts. I'm so excited to hear from you and help encourage you on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and an awesome life that you and your family deserve. The group on Facebook is totally free and you can find us by clicking on the link in the show notes or by searching for Wannabe Minimalist on Facebook. I want to hear from you and I want to meet you there and I want to hear about your journey and honestly, learning from all of you is one of my favorite things and it's just such a really fun community. So come on over and join us. And don't forget if you would like to get all of the show notes for today's episode along with the Quick Decluttering Method Workbook, You can find it all at littlegreenbow.com slash 38. Once again, get all the show notes and the links for everything we talked about today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 38. And before we go, as always, I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics you would like to see addressed, please reach out either via email at hello at littlegreenbow.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash littlegreenbow. You can also join my free wannabe minimalist group there, and that's where we deep dive into more topics to help you on your journey to minimalism, no matter what that looks like for you and your family. That just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you so much for joining me today, and if you liked what you heard, it would absolutely make my day if you would leave a review on iTunes, and while you're there, please take a second to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This helps others find the show, too. Okay, last thing for today. Be sure to join me next week for another guest episode. This time, I will be talking to Sarah Bear from the Bear Necessities about how a big life change caused her to seek a more simplified and minimalistic life with her family. Plus, we talk about decluttering with kids. Always a hot topic. You won't want to miss it. See you next week.
3: No one told us the truth about parenthood.